Welcome back to the Yee Yee Podcast. It is May 12th, and we officially have a NASCAR rival. Yeah, AJ. What the heck, bro? Knocking our boy out. So before we get too deep into it, we've also got Brian on today's podcast. What's up, guys? So Brian is behind the scenes on everything um, and edits all the, all the episodes. But first, we've got to get straight into what happened this week at Darlington and NASCAR. So before we get too out in front of this, Brandon finished third, which I know we all want Brandon Jones to finish first. However, third is great. At the end of the at the end of the season, we're just adding up points, so it's a great spot to be in. Why don't you break down for the guest a little bit um, the beef that we have with AJ Alman Dinger Danger? I don't. His last name doesn't matter. Um, break it down for the people at home. Well, for those of you who don't know, we are sponsoring a NASCAR in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. The driver is Brandon Jones, so we're only doing two races this year. Uh, Austin, Texas, Circuit of the Americas, which is happening on May 22nd, I believe. And then uh, Brist Correct. Bristol in September. And so we're just that brand that only has two races, but we're just like diehard supporters of Brandon Jones now. And it's just so much fun. And we would encourage y'all at home to root for Brandon too, because everybody just kind of needs an excuse to root for somebody because NASCAR is kind of interesting because it's like, not necessarily rooting for your hometown or yeah. your home state. It's just like pick a driver and root for them. Yeah, you got to get behind a driver. And so this is just a great excuse for you to have a driver driver to root for. And Brandon's good. Like he has a chance to win every week. So it's not like we pick somebody who's like always in the back. He's always like in top five or top ten and always has a chance to run it in the lead. But anyway, uh, this has happened once before with this guy. And so on Saturday, Hayden and I are watching the race at Darlington that Brandon won uh, last fall. And... Uh, there was just a caution flag, so there was just a wreck, and so Brandon. W- Wait, yeah, there was just a caution, and Brandon was in the lead, right? Yeah, well, he he was at the end of stage. Uh, it was at the end of one of the stages, yeah. and so you get a stage point. Um, without getting too far into it, if you get first in one of the stages, you get a point, and that helps you for your uh, overall season points. And so he got wrecked. Yeah. So Brandon. Anyway, Brandon was in the lead, and then right. uh, AJ comes up behind him. And some people were saying it was not a dirty move. They were like, "That's what Dale used to do all the time. That's why they called him the Intimidator." But I think it was a little bit dirty. Uh, well, for for it to happen from the same guy, from AJ to Brandon two times within like five weeks, um, and both times Brandon was racing really well, had a great lead, all um, for a good portion of the day. So, yeah, I mean. And then Brandon said, this isn't just coming from us. Brandon said something about it after the race. Brandon said the quote was something like, the respect's not there between me and the 16 car, talking about AJ. I don't know what it is, but for some reason, there's just no respect. So, yeah, I mean, we went after AJ, and AJ immediately blocked us. Well, we didn't go after him. <laughs> Basically, Hayden and I were just watching, and we were like, we were just super pissed because Brandon was in the lead, and then all of a sudden, he just gets hit from behind from AJ, which is just like not a clean move. And so I was like, let's just go to Twitter with it. And so you said something like, uh, what's with what's with you messing with our boy? Or, or what did you say? Yeah, I said something along the lines of, like, why do you have beef with at Brandon Jones? And he immediately, yeah, like, he as, immediately soon as, blocked well, as soon as the race was over, like, I, I guarantee you, he had his phone within five minutes after and blocked us, like, five minutes after the race. But Brandon was able to recover. That's the important thing here. The first race, he wasn't. He was done for the day. And if your car wrecks and you can't drive it anymore, you're just done. Yeah. So all this work you put into it. It just doesn't matter. And so this one, he was actually able to recover, and he was lucky that Ty Gibbs was running behind him. Um, Ty's on the same team, and Ty helped him out and didn't run into him. But, 
yeah, he ends up getting third. And um, AJ Alman Danger, Dinger, whatever his name is, got 13th. So karma is sweet. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I would encourage y'all to watch. It's it's pretty much every Saturday now. They're going to be going on a run on FS1, and we just had a blast rooting for Brandon because he got knocked all the way back to 12th. We were talking to Brian the other day, and he's like, <laughs> he was like, this is such an adrenaline rush, bro. I don't think I can watch this because Brandon would go up to like third, and then he'd like shoot back to 13th. Yeah, it, it was definitely exciting to watch. I've never never really gotten into NASCAR, but I. Uh, I'm, I was surprised, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, there's breaks in every sport. Like, you grow up watching sports. I didn't grow up watching NASCAR, but there's breaks. Like, even basketball, you know, which is a back-and-forth game. Like, there's breaks. But NASCAR, there is, but, I mean, it is, like, just thrilling the whole time. It kind of reminds me of horse racing a little bit, where it's, like, you know, for a little bit of time, like, it's just all in, and so it's super fun to watch. So, we have Dover, Delaware this weekend that Brandon's racing, and then next weekend uh, after that, he will be racing in Austin. And so that'll be the first time the car is um, is racing. And we saw a preview of it too. And the car is sweet. Yeah, it's hard to believe that it's coming up. It's going to be a lot of fun. So everybody should should plan to tune in. Or if you're in the Austin, Texas area, go go to that race and see the Yee car in person. It's going to be awesome. Everyone on Twitter was like, I think there's a couple of people on Twitter that were like, find you a brand, <laughs> find you a, a uh, a car sponsor that's going to like stand up for you every race of the year, even if they're only sponsoring you for two races. Yeah. It's like, you don't, you don't see like Lowe's, uh, marketing guy going after, <laughs> going after someone, or you don't see FedEx marketing team going after someone whenever they wreck Denny Hamlin. So yeah, I mean, that's what we, I mean, whenever we go into something like we're going all in. So I think we're there, Brian, why don't you tell people a little bit about what we're doing next? Well, I guess this week, sometime yeah, this, this week. Whenever y'all uh, listen to this episode on Wednesday, we will actually be out at the Circuit of America track uh, doing some high-speed go-kart racing uh, to hype up this race. How fast do they go? How fast do the go-karts go? Allegedly up to 55 miles an hour. Oh, so that's that, scary for yeah. y'all probably. Yeah, yeah I mean, not if you're me, yeah, like if you're a bad driver like some people – I mean, then that's going to be really terrifying. But yeah. for a pro like me, I mean, I've been racing on NASCAR heat for at least four months. Mm. So well, I'm going to be filming the whole thing. So I don't know if I'll get a lap in, but I'm sure we'll figure out something. Can you imagine if Brian won while filming and just beat everybody? Like that would be the most. We need to get some like uh, first person attached cameras on the oh. go-karts. We'll have some <laughs> GoPros going. Yeah, we'll have GoPros. Like a live Fox Sports session with like a bumper and it's just Hayden behind me just like yelling. I mean, I, I'm just going to wreck everybody. I think we should call Brandon while we're. While we're out there, give him a rundown of the track. Yeah, yeah, that's what we should do afterwards. It's like, so man, that third that third turn, it's real yeah. tight, and he's like, guys, y'all literally told me y'all don't even know what you're talking drives about. Go, drives go karts <laughs> once. We're gonna be like coming to work the next day in like track suits. So if you haven't uh, recognized yet, we don't have a guest today, but that's okay. Well, Brian, I guess you're kind of a guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm excited to be here. So did anyone get the chance? to watch saturday night live this weekend with elon musk did you no, watch it no i didn't watch it i watched it yeah okay so on a scale of one to ten how much of a train wreck was elon musk's acting the uh, the humor wasn't quite there uh up to saturday night live standards but well actually no it's probably exactly on true. par with what true. snl has been like the last 10 15 years yeah he definitely had an agenda uh he was going after and a lot of it is kind of behind dogecoin 
right now in the cryptocurrency world. But did they have like Dogecoin skits and stuff? There was a few. I didn't watch it too closely. Well, to be honest, can but. and can you tell listeners a little bit about Dogecoin, like the too long don't read version of what Dogecoin is? It started out as a joke to kind of make fun of Bitcoin, I think, and I honestly don't know what I'm talking about either. But um, it's basically a cryptocurrency that you can use is to trade and i think uh some businesses are actually accepting it as right forms of payment now so that should be interesting so you have some dogecoin i do yep i bought it back in the day at two cents P- very proud of that he purchase. always he always leads with that he's like i bought it at two cents what's it at right now it's at it got 40. up to 75 cents uh this last this last week it's at like 40 something cents today 40 I think. or so i think so i have a stay woke on that um so elon musk went on SNL and it was at like 76 cents or whatever. And by the way, Parker and I don't know anything about this. So like, we don't know anything about stocks or any of that stuff. Um, Speak for yourself, bro. (laughs) We were actually talking last night. We were like, let's make a pact to each other that we have to put $200 into something. So it won't be big money, but we're just like, dude, this went up, this went up. It's like, you're only up $10 on what you are, but yee day traders. Yeah. Yee day traders. Like what we do whenever it's slow around here. Um, So it went it was at 76 cents or whatever, whenever SNL started, then it tanked. So then it went back up a little bit yesterday on Sunday, I guess, or maybe today or whatever. So the stay woke on that is that, is that Elon Musk tanked it on purpose so he could buy more. And then he tweeted an announcement that you will now be able to use Dogecoin to pay for the first trip to Mars or the moon. It's on his Twitter. Hmm. I can't remember where it where it is, but he basically wants to take people. I think it was to Mars. And so wow. And so that's I think he knew what he was doing. I think he tanked yeah. it and then drove it back up and he probably bought low. Well, they they say a lot of people will buy the rumor and sell the news. And that's why whenever something like that happens and he like he announced it, everyone's going to sell cuz they think it's reached its peak. But I'm holding strong. We're coming back up. We're going to the moon. Dogecoin. Yeah, to the moon. I'm going to buy some right now. I'm trying to remember my login. <laughs> He's literally trying to log into his Wells Fargo account over here. That's gonna, That's one of those things that Wells Fargo immediately calls you, and they're like, did you mean to put $500 in your Robinhood app that you just downloaded? <laughs> Absolutely, I did. Stocks only go up. That's right. That's our saying around here. <laughs> Stonks. Um, the other news that happened this week that uh, we're talking a little bit today about things that just have been happening. Maybe not like, like I said, we don't have an interview or anything like that, but the big news is so last weekend or two weekends ago, I guess, whenever this comes out, the Kentucky Derby happened and there was a horse that won it. And the story behind this horse is super cool. Whenever he was a yearling, whenever he was one year old, his name's Medina spirit. And there are these horses at one year old are sold a lot at auction and a lot of times it's like anywhere from 100,000 to 300,000 from my understanding like sometimes it's even more and this horse was taken by the owner and it was taking too much time like the owner they didn't have enough time to train the other horses they didn't have much they didn't see much promise in it so the lady sent it to auction and said just get whatever for it i don't care if it's $1 just get whatever you can for the horse well minimum that a horse can get at these auctions or at this particular auction is $1,000. So Medina spirit was bought as a one-year-old for $1,000 and then turned around at three years old and won the freaking Kentucky Derby, which is like the coolest story ever. However, this week, a story comes out that 
like the horse is juicing. The horse is taking steroids, which is just the craziest thing for a horse to be. I mean, obviously it's the trainer, but a horse was accused of taking steroids. So I don't know if they're going to strip it or what. what I, bet, it? I bet there's a lot of uh, stuff going on behind the scenes when then there's, a, I mean, I guess there always is when there's that much money on the line. Right. And it's so interesting when you're including animals in that. It's like the one sport that's like, right. Is that the only sport that's like completely contingent on the actual animal? Well, it's really con- I mean, yes, but it's very contingent on the trainer. That's like a big deal in horse racing. The You've trainer also got or like, the jockey on the back of it. The jockey's not as big of a deal. It's the trainer that's the main thing. But the jockey does. Yeah, the jockey a is bit. just like just be as light as possible, yeah. right? Well, and uh, like greyhound racing, but that's getting outlawed a lot. And it's uh, on the mm. big on the big scale. It's definitely it's definitely horse racing. What were you gonna say, Brian? I always thought I could be a jockey one day, in a different life. How much do you weigh? Like one forty or so. You're gonna have to cut some pounds. Yeah, you? those guys are probably like what sub 115 i mean gotta be dude we went to the horse races actually on kentucky derby there's a lone star park in uh in the in the dallas fort worth area and some buddies and i went and i've always wanted to go and it was awesome it was a big day because the kentucky derby was going on you know obviously in louisville but at churchill downs but they still had a bunch of races at lone star park in texas and it was like thrilling it was awesome but we were up against the fence and every single one of these jockeys looks like the exact same stature. They all look the exact same. I mean, they've got to be, uh, yeah, I think that they're 115 or so. Uh, it's They were tiny. Uh-huh. It's such an interesting dynamic because, like, horses are, like, a classic American, like, farm animal. And, like, I knew, I, I remember growing up and girls, like, pe- like, people love horses. Oh, yeah. Like, they're basically humans. Like, people love them like they love their dog or more. Oh, yeah, more. And so, like, I bet... I'm curious as to like what people who like just really love horses and have like a really intimate relationship with them think about think about horse racing in general and like the training that they go through. I guess there's good and bad people in every every industry, but well, I could see people looking down on. Well, horse that's racing. and that was what I was gonna say is that's what's kind of happening now. From from my understanding, like horse racing, of course, the pitas of the world and everyone has always hated horse racing, but now there's a lot more scrutiny because, and I love, I enjoy horse racing. Like I love like betting on it. Whenever I go to the races, it was a blast, but, and it's fun to watch. Like whenever the Kentucky Derby comes around, it's really fun. But I think that there's a lot of scrutiny coming down right now. And it's like, well, what else is happening? Like at the Kentucky Derby guy, this yeah. happened to him. Like what, how did this, here's my question. How did this go from a thousand dollar horse to the winner of the Kentucky Derby? And I don't think that it was like straight up steroids. It was something that was banned or what it, I don't remember the details, but basically they're trying to fight it. The trainer who's a Bob something, he's a, he's a legendary trainer and he, he's trying to fight it. Like he's saying that it's a, it's a witch hunt on him. So I don't know. All I know is that my bet on Medina spirit already cashed. Ooh, and yeah, so I wonder what that does to all these bets. I just don't know if it already cashed, like, or if I would be ticked if I lost, that's the thing. If I had like the second place, I would be mad, but I don't see if if the if the horse already won. I don't see how you're gonna get people. <laughs> Imagine going to Vegas and putting a bet down, and then like three weeks later, two weeks later, they say, "Oh no, no, you got to come back and give your money back." Like that's not happening. But would they refund the people that lost the bet? Maybe. So, and that that is what could happen. I don't I don't know because it just depends on what you do. Does does that horse go down as a Kentucky Derby winner with an asterisk, or do you completely strip strip it of the Kentucky Derby win and give it to the second place? I'm interested to see to see how that'll happen. I, I don't think they're going to do anything. It's kind of like the baseball players, whenever Barry Bonds, I mean, he has an asterisk, but he's still the leader of home runs if you look in the Hall of Fame and the record books. So, Yeah, so elsewhere, 
on the internet, something that came across yesterday on Twitter I saw. Have y'all seen the tiger? I haven't seen that. Have you heard about the tiger? I saw a headline that a tiger was loose in Houston. Let me tell you about the tiger. Have you heard about this? So it's in Memorial, which we're from Texas, so we're fairly aware of that neighborhood. But it's a very nice neighborhood in Houston. And straight up, this tiger was like on the loose walking through a very nice suburb of Houston neighborhood. And there was like a sheriff's deputy that came and he was off duty. He was in civilian clothes, but he had like gun drawn on the tiger and everything. And it was like crazy. Can you imagine just walking down your neighborhood, like going for a jog? This is, this is like middle to upper class central, like moms just going on jogs and there's just a tiger. Do they know how it got out? So a guy ended up coming and getting the tiger and he like kissed it on the forehead and he was like, trying to yell at the at the sheriff's deputy like chill out chill out and he brought it into a house and so i presume that he lived there and there was they were interviewing people and the person that lives like down the street one of their neighbors said that they keep to themselves which is always you know they always keep to themselves they're really quiet definitely a tiger owner yeah definitely <laughs> yeah what is this the hangover if you're quiet and keep to yourself you're definitely a tiger owner well they this neighbor said that they saw a, uh, a monkey in the window one night whenever they were walking by and thought, huh, that's kind of weird, but monkeys can be domesticated, but a tiger, a tiger. Yeah, that's, that is scary. I uh, would not want to be on that street. Classic, like a random guy who just comes up and like kisses it and then just gives it a big hug and takes it in, by the way. There's just certain human beings that are just wired like that toward wild animals for some reason. What a power move too, to just walk up kiss this thing on its forehead and then just leave that reminds me of talladega nights with the cougar and (laughs) they just have the cougar in the car yeah yeah it's funny too because about a year ago this time was uh joe exotic and the tiger king so joe exotic giveth and he taketh away one year later they ended up getting the tiger back inside and i think that the tiger is good but they didn't find out who it is he walked into this house, so I, I assume that he lives there. But then I saw another article where he sped off with the tiger. So I think that it's all just like kind of hearsay right now, but crazy. We'll, if we can, we'll add the clip into this podcast. Now, right now, a memorial neighborhood getting a lot of eyeballs because of this. Yeah, you're going to want to take a closer look. You're looking at a tiger roaming right in front of a home in a neighborhood there. Um, Parker, why don't you talk a little bit about... May Outlook with Yee Apparel products. Talk about the summer launch. I know that we've got a little bit of a layoff in between now and the summer launch. Just talk to uh, to the listeners a little bit about what we're looking at right now. Yeah, we just dropped uh, some American flag belt buckles that were about eight months in the making. So those are live in the store. And I also launched uh, the, there's a white t-shirt with a cool American flag font that uh, we just launched. And then also this hat I'm wearing right here. It's kind of out of focus. Um, because of the way we have the camera today. But we brought back this old classic black hat with the white patch, white shotgun patch. Granger asked for it to come back. And um, I don't know, people listen to what he says around here for some reason. So I brought this one back. And yeah, is there anything else coming that I'm forgetting until June? We don't know when we're going to drop the Canada shirts. Oh yeah, we have the Canada shirts ready to go. Yeah, so it's a, it's a gray shirt with like a worn red maple leaf. It's really cool. And it says yee and I've all, I, <laughs> so Parker handles all the product development for now and I don't do any of that stuff. It's not really interesting to me. Parker crushes it. So I don't really want to do that, 
but this is one of the only i think i've in like two and a half years here i've only designed i think two shirts and they looked by the way the exact same it was the uh the shirt of the month the four leaf clover or three leaf clover and then this shirt and so a lot of people have always been asking from canada because i run the marketing i see it like can we get some canadian stuff y'all y'all only sell american so we know that we've got a lot of canadian fans so i need y'all to buy this shirt so that we can do more canada stuff in the future we also have a black uh crew hat it's like an exclusive limited edition crew hat that the uh brandon jones team is going to be wearing for for sure the circuit of the americas race and then the oops my alarm oh party foul that's my alarm to go so anyway thanks for listening um no just kidding so we have the uh there's a black crew shirt crew hat that the uh, circuit of the americas guys are going to be wearing brandon jones team is going to be wearing at circuit of the americas in bristol and it's like a cool flex fit on the inside but it's still a snapback so they're super premium super nice and it says brandon jones on the side and then we have like the official uh b jones joe gibbs racing number 19 crew shirt uh that will launch uh probably in the next two weeks uh, yeah so we're excited cool. about those yeah yeah, those yeah that's cool. gonna be awesome and then we're in pre-production right now for all of our summer launch content coming early june yeah when's the uh when's the summer launch it's a it's june 18th june 18th yep yeah so june 18th i know that we have a little we have a little ways to go for that launch but we like to give you all this time to recover and then we'll be back this launch is awesome we've got some new products that we're really excited about we'll talk about it whenever it gets a little bit sooner um then we're also going to finish out this episode with the fantasy rankings by the way real quick i've been waiting for someone's phone to go off in a podcast and i was just hoping that it wouldn't be me but we got nine episodes into this show and Parker finally did it. There it is. Someone won some money somewhere. <laughs> yep. um, cool. So the fantasy topic this week, the fantasy ranking topic is a fun one. It is the best TV show theme songs of all time. Um, it doesn't have to just be TV. It can be like streaming platform. You already have an, you already have a question. What's your question? I was asking, asking if I could go first. Yeah, you're going to go first. You're going <laughs> to need it. Yes. Um, I already know what your first pick is going to be, but so it can be a show. Um, it can be on HBO. It can be on Fox. You know, it can be anything. It can be a little bit of anything. So you ready? We'll let Brian go first. All right. And I'm pretty notorious for having bad fantasy picks, but I'm confident about this one. So my first one's going to be Full House. Ooh, I did not think you were going to say that. Whenever that one comes on, it's always it's a definitely a sing along. Uh, everywhere you look, everywhere you look. So uh, that's my first pick. <laughs> Somebody who I just I just think of Joey Gladstone like turning around and doing that little look to the camera. It's been on Brian and I's list to uh, write out a a funny Yee Yee commercial to that theme song with everybody in the office. We'll do that soon. Like every sports team ever has done that, and so I think that it's so cool that that. I mean, that song is legendary, but I think that it's gotten even bigger the last like five to ten years because it's so fun to like take your five starting players on a basketball team and just make them do that. You know. Okay, I'll go next. My first pick for best theme song is the Fresh Pin- Prince of Bel Air. Bel Air? Why did I just Bel-Air. say Bel Air? Bel Air. Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> Boo. Okay, Wait, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna do that again. I'm gonna do that again. No, yeah, I am. <laughs> cut this, cut this. 
my second pick. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I act like I've never done once this you before. Know you, once you know you have a backup plan, then you just start messing up. Okay, cut. My first pick for the best TV show theme song is The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. It's legendary. Like, everyone knows the first few clips. It's not necessarily the best show of all time, but that song comes on. Everyone knows it. Like, I would... I would argue probably right now, I'd guess that all three of us know every single word to that song. It's like just the most legendary theme song. So Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Did y'all both grow up watching that? Yeah. Yeah. I had every season on DVD. Was that like, what was it? Like 94 to when when was the last episode? I think it was a little bit earlier than that. I think it was like 92 to like 96. Yeah. Because I remember watching it, not when it was like the episodes were just coming out, but. Yeah. We were a little young for for it. We were a little young for it. I think you and I, Brian, yeah, definitely I was, was definitely too young younger. for it. But all right, what you got, Park? Um, all right, my number one is Friday Night Lights. The show? Yeah. I think that would have been there later on in the draft, but you do you. Yeah. Well, can you sing it for it a little bit? Like, can you hum it? No. Jog my memory. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Because whenever I think of Friday Night Lights, I think of the uh, Explosions in the Sky song from the movie, but not the show. Okay. Well, All right, ready for my next one? It's your first pick. Why don't you go, Brian? All right. Now, this one might be my best one, and it is Cops. Oh, that one's good. Yeah. Dang, that's a good one. I would have never thought of that. Yep. That's one of those that, like, doesn't – you don't really think of it as being mm-hmm. a show, but it is. Yeah, That when that intro comes on, like, everyone sings along. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Okay, well now we can't I don't know if we're gonna be able to use this. Oh, okay, so that's explosions in the sky. No, it just sounds like them. I'm almost positive that's explosions in the sky. Okay, that's enough. Best show of all time. It's never enough. Is that someone? Someone let us know if that song is "Explosions in the Sky." I th- I'm pretty sure it is. They did the main song in the movie of Friday Night Lights and the show. Um, my second pick is going to be "Curb Your Enthusiasm," and I don't know if we may have some listeners that haven't watched that show. It's I think it's one of the best shows of all time. Larry David, who created Seinfeld, is the main character, and he also wrote the entire show. And it is incredible, but this, but the sound, but the song, it goes, <laughs> so just look it up. All right, your pick. Uh, mine is Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, yeah, that one, that was on my list too. That's an easy one. That one pro- will probably win Parker this this entire thing, even though you've had really good picks. All right, last round. What do you got? Um, my last one. I'm gonna choose Big Bang Theory. Ooh, boo! No, you guys don't like that show. I what? think it's the most overrated the, show the of intro, all time. The intro is cool. What does it, it go like? Uh, Ryan, I thought we were on the same page with TV humor because we both like The Office. Well, I'm not saying that the show's great. I'm saying the intro is good. I think Brian just I don't they go away. hand in hand. Interesting. Is that the one that's like how does it go? Our whole universe is in it. Yeah. Hot and steam. I don't forget the rest. And then it's like it Brian's basically get hate speech on the Instagram post of this one. That's all right. Mm. What was your second pick? Cops. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cops was good. 
Oh man, I'm really torn. I have so many good ones. Um, I'm gonna go with a dark horse that y'all definitely wouldn't have picked, but it's, it reminds me of my childhood, The Golden Girls. Remember that show, Betty White, early in her career? Yes. And I don't remember any of the other girls' names, but um, it's like, thank you for being a friend. And then it's, I don't remember after that, but it's always like, that reminds me of my childhood because my dad and I used to watch The Golden Girls together. Like, it's just, I don't know why, but that was, that was a big fixture of my childhood. So, all right, last pick in the draft. Game of Thrones. Mm. Saw that coming. Yeah, that was on my list too. That's a good one. <laughs> that one remind that one just like reminds me of Sunday nights. Yeah, because the Game of Thro- Game of Thrones came out. Game on of Thrones Sunday saved nights. a lot of Sunday scaries. Yeah, it did. Um, one that I think we're gonna get a lot of crap for missing is Cheers and Mash. Mash. Cheers, That's yeah, Mash. Uh, what is the name? Suicide is Painless is the name of that song, and it's like a legendary song, and they use that. Um, that was a, that was a good one. Cheers is possibly the top one, like overall, if you think about just in, in the grand scheme of things, Cheers is probably top SpongeBob, SpongeBob. We missed that one. Family guy, Simpsons, the Flintstones, the Flintstones, another good one. The Jetsons moving on up. Um, we're getting old Jeopardy, Twilight Zone, Seinfeld, Friends, lots of good ones. Andy Griffith. Uh, Drake and Josh. <laughs> Drake and Josh. I almost used. Dra- oh, that's a good one. I almost used Drake and Josh on the last one, but I didn't think that our older viewers would would really know about that show because that was like in the height of me being a middle schooler. But I was almost even too old for that. Um, and then a dark horse that I almost did. Monday Night Football. I'm not sure if it would have qualified because it's you know it's kind of an event more than a show. But Monday Night Football mm-hmm. is a legendary a legendary sound. Any others that y'all? left off uh i always loved the vibe of true detective season one Mm. with matthew mcconaughey i always thought the intro was so cool it's such a creepy show and i'm not usually a creepy show guy but i just felt like that was done so well another one is law and order oh yeah classic yeah also uh wait is csi the who are you by uh is it it's baba o'reilly by the who i don't know that is way over my head to be honest no 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 you know the song no, I don't. I've already I've already sang too many. Can you do it real quick? Uh, I don't know it. Who are you? Who 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 who? You know I what know. I'm talking about. I have no idea what you are talking about. Okay. Uh, Walking Dead is another one. Yeah, that would be a lot better if the show was good. All right, <sighs> we'll be back next week. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube, and if you're listening on Spotify or all the other streaming spots. Make sure you follow us and share it with a friend. Yeah, it helps Go Brandon Jones. Go Brandon. Saturday Thanks. at Dover. Thanks for coming on, Brian. AJ Almadinger. Thanks for having me. We're going to wreck you. Eat your veggies. <laughs> <laughs>